Before I begin, I would like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional custodians of the land upon which this work was developed and is presented. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Community Library. I'm your host, Angawi Rice. As I'm sure you've noticed, I have been absent from the podcast for a while. I initially took a break over Christmas and New Year's while I spent some time in Australia with my family. Um, But then I decided to extend that break because I went back to work and I was really busy. In light of recent events, however, um, my work has, like so many other jobs, uh, been shut down and postponed for the time being. So I was working in America and I flew back to Australia just before they implemented stronger travel restrictions. So I made it home and as per the Australian government's new restrictions and requirements, I am now self-quarantining for 14 days. So I thought... What better time than to start up the podcast again? I literally have nothing else on my agenda, like most of you, I think. So today I am bringing you a very special COVID-19 pandemic self-isolation self-quarantine episode. I'm going to be recommending some feel-good reads that will hopefully help you stay calm and also occupied while you're all staying at home going stir-crazy. But before I get into specific recommendations, I want to talk about what I'm currently reading. So at the moment, I'm reading three books. I am reading Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone by J.K. Rowling. Again, um, this is kind of part of my feel-good reads uh, moment, I guess. (laughs) This book always makes me feel happy, so I'm rereading it. I'm also reading The Last Olympian by Rick Riordan. This is the fifth book in the Percy Jackson series. I did an episode on the first book in the series and also the first movie kind of a while back with my friend Harry, so I will link those in the show notes if you want to check them out. Um, But I have continued reading them um, and now I'm on to the last one and it's getting exciting. I hope they're going to win the war. Finally, I am reading The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society by Mary Ann Schaffer and Annie Barrows. That is a mouthful. This book is about a young woman who starts writing letters to someone who lives in Guernsey and it's set just after World War II. It was made into a Netflix film with... Uh, Lily James I believe just like a few years ago and this book I I got it for my birthday this year Um, and my friends and I are reading it in our book club so originally we we were choosing one book each month um, but because of the COVID pandemic um, we are flying through the books and we're holding our book club much more frequently than um, once every month so this is our next read um, and I'm really liking it so far. I'm only 20 pages in, but it's just really warm and lighthearted and wonderful. So I'm excited to read that. So let's get into some feel-good reads that will make you feel happy during these trying times. 
I've kind of separated these off into categories and this is obviously just what works for me and what makes me feel happy and safe and cozy so it might be different for you but my first category is childhood favorites and I've kind of put this into a subcategory of childhood favorite series because I think that when we were kids I mean there were so many fantasy series that we loved. For me, it was Harry Potter, which is why I'm reading it again. But for a lot of people, it was Twilight by Stephanie Meyer, the Mortal Instruments series by Cassandra Clare, the Percy Jackson series by Rick Riordan, Lord of the Rings, J.R.R. Tolkien, the Aragon series is one that a lot of people loved. That's by Christopher Paolini. But one series that I want to highlight that I loved as a kid that I don't think many people have read is the Inkheart Trilogy by Cornelia Funke. So this is a fantasy trilogy and the first book is called Inkheart, the second one is called Ink Spell, and the third one is called Ink Death. And I'm doing a reread of them um, and I'm just about to start Ink Death, uh, which is the last one in the series. And This series is about a young girl called Maggie, and in the first book, she discovers that her father has the power to read people and objects out of books into the real world. So when he reads out loud, he can make the things that he's reading about come to life in the real world. And of course, that has so many consequences, and it's just, it's a book about magic and fairies and storytelling really it's like it's a bookworm's perfect fantasy novel and when I was a kid I loved this series so much I liked the second one more than the first one strangely um so if you read the first one and you love it then I I highly recommend picking up the rest of the series there are some other childhood favorites that I want to talk about um I was a huge fan of Enid Blyton growing up Maybe if you're American, you don't know Ina Blyton as much, but Ina Blyton was a British author and she was a very prolific writer. Um, She wrote kind of in the 40s, 50s and 60s. Uh, She wrote The Magic Faraway Tree. Um, She wrote that series and that's about three kids who move to a little cottage on the edge of a wood and they discover a magical tree. And this tree has lots of fairy folk living in it and it leads like the very top of the tree leads to a new land like every week or so so when they visit they visit like topsy-turvy land and the land of take what you want and birthday land and it's just like the sweetest most heartwarming adventure novel and each chapter is like a little fable you know they go to this land and they learn an important lesson and then they come home with you know magic fairy dust or magic fairy toffee and it's just like it's so sweet and cute. It's, I mean, it's a kid's book, but like, if you're like me, reading that will make you feel cozy and adorable and just wonderful. Another Enid Blyton series that I loved when I was a kid was the Famous Five series. And this is a bit of a longer series. They, I think there are lots of books in this series. Um, but this is about three siblings who visit their cousin who lives at the seaside. Um, and they visit their cousin every summer holidays. And they discover that their cousin has a little island off the coast of where she lives. And the island is called Kieran Island. They visit Kieran Island and there are lots of mysteries and adventures linked to Kieran Island. And the four cousins and the dog make the mystery-solving Famous Five. Um, It's really cute. It's just, it's adorable. I should definitely reread that. 
Another one that's very popular that many people love is Alice's Adventures in Wonderland by Lewis Carroll. Uh, This is a very escapist novel and I think if you've only seen the Disney movie or like the new Disney movie that they also came out with, it's actually quite different to the book. Um, The book is kind of more of like a like a fever dream (laughs) rather than like this magical fantasy fairyland like it's weird and wacky but it's really cool escapist fiction also it's not too hard to get into because a lot of people know the setup you know Alice falls down a rabbit hole and she's in this magical land so if you haven't read it um, and you're looking for something that's kind of a bit escapist then I think it's a really interesting classic to pick up because you can see how it influenced the Disney version of it, but it's actually really uh, different and um, weird. It's just weird. (laughs) Another classic favorite that's kind of a children's book that has gotten a lot more traction, I think, since the Netflix TV show came out is Anne of Green Gables by L.M. Montgomery. This is a classic Canadian children's book and it's about Anne Shirley and she's an orphan and she's sent to live with a brother and sister on a farm on Prince Edward Island which is in Canada and she gets into all sorts of trouble. She's got bright red hair and freckles and a big heart and a wild spirit and she just she gets herself into mischief. (laughs) Um, If you like the show then I would highly, highly recommend the book. Um, I loved the book as a kid. And this is also a series, actually. This series follows her all the way through to adulthood. Um, But yeah, I would highly recommend Anne of Green Gables. It's very escapist, very cozy and wonderful and just cute. Kind of in a similar vein, these are ones that I just want to mention quickly and ones that might only be good if they're nostalgic because I haven't reread these in a while. Things like Heidi by Johanna Speary, um, The Secret Garden and The Little Princess, which are both by Frances Hodgson Burnett. These three are ones that I read when I was a kid and I haven't reread since, but they're very sweet and I don't know, maybe if you want some of that childhood nostalgia, you can read those. An author whose work really holds up, I say this like it's, (laughs) like I'm saying some controversial thing here, but I'm not. Everyone knows that this author is brilliant. Uh, Roald Dahl, his works are quite amazing to read as an adult. He writes so cleverly about children and adults and how these dynamics play between children and adults and how adults should be more like children. Um, And I think his works are very escapist and even if you read them as an adult you can really appreciate them and you can kind of um tap into a more childlike version of yourself I think at least that's how I feel when I read them three of my favorite Roald Dahl books growing up were The Twits, The Witches and Matilda Everyone knows and loves Matilda. I think a lot of people have also read The Witches. But The Twits is one that not many people know about. And it's a really weird one. It's very short. It's about Mr. and Mrs. Twit. And they're horrible people. They're evil. And they capture birds and monkeys and they keep them in cages. And of course, the animals that they keep in cages can talk. And one day, they decide to take revenge on the Twits. And they play all of these awful pranks on them. And... It's just like, it's such a wacky story. Um, But, you know, a lot of interesting things are brought up, like what it 
means to be good, what it means to be bad, revenge and if revenge is justified. Like it's just, Roald Dahl writes really clever children's books. So if you read Roald Dahl as a kid, but you haven't reread them, I think now would be a great time to like reread them because it's really interesting. Now for some more adult titles that are kind of classics. Um, what I've been talking about has all been childhood favorites that you're probably rereading that you read when you were a kid. But these ones, if you haven't read them before, they're also just great books to read and very escapist and, you know, have happy endings and good to read in this, um, <laughs> in these scary and uncertain times. So the first one that I have to mention, of course, is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. This is just, there's a reason why everyone loves it, okay? There's a reason why this is one of the best classics of all time. It's a classic hate-to-love romance. If you read modern romances and you like the hate-to-love trope, this book did it first. <laughs> so... It's just brilliant. I love it. I love it every single time I read it. Every time I read it, I find something new to enjoy about it. There's a lot of witty social commentary in it, and it's just it's just brilliant. Another classic that I have talked about on this podcast before, I think, is Far From the Madding Crowd by Thomas Hardy. This is also a very classic romance that involves a love square, a love fork, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's three men in love with one woman. The woman's name is Bathsheba Everdeen, which is just like the best name ever. <laughs> and she takes up a position as a farmer on a large property. And of course, that was like scandalous for the time. It was like, whoa, a woman running a farm. How dare she? So she runs this farm and she catches the eye of three eligible bachelors. You've got a respectable gentleman, a seductive soldier and a kindly shepherd. And the big question on everyone's mind is, who does she end up with? Read the book to find out. <laughs> Another book that's a classic um, that I've spoken about a lot on this podcast because I loved it so much is The Enchanted April by Elizabeth von Arnim. And this is a novel that not many people have read, I don't think. Um, and it's also a very escapist novel. It's set in the south of Italy in the spring. I know maybe some people don't want to read books set in Italy right now, but it's just got a beautiful setting and very escapist and magical. And it's about four women who rent a holiday house in the south of Italy. And they're all changed by the experience. And it's kind of about friendships between women and connecting to nature. And yeah, it's just, it's a wonderful book and I highly recommend it. And I can't believe that more people haven't read it, you know? In a similar vein to The Enchanted April is A Room with a View by E.M. Forster. Uh, this is also set in Italy. This one's set in Florence. And it's about a young woman who accompanies her cousin on a holiday to Florence. And she meets a dashing young gentleman her own age. But obviously complications arise and it's, it's kind of a romance. Um, but it's also just a classic and beautiful setting. The first half is set in Florence and then the second half is set back in England. And it's just very cozy and heartwarming and of course it has a happy ending. <laughs> Finally, in this category, I want to talk about one of my favorite 
classics of all time, and that is I Capture the Castle by Dodie Smith. So this is set in 1930s England, and this is about a young girl who lives with her vain sister and her very kooky father in a crumbling castle. And they're very poor, and all they have left is this is this castle that's falling apart. But one day, two young American men come to claim the castle as their property. And so, of course, drama ensues, romance ensues, um, and it's all told from the perspective of this young 15-year-old girl. And it's her diary. Um, So you're reading her diary, and it's just... It's so magical and just transports you to this crumbling castle in England on the moors, and it's... Yeah, it's wonderful. Next, I want to recommend some newer titles that are feel-good and heartwarming and also quite escapist. The first one that I want to recommend is, I mean, it's a bit of (laughs) self-promo. It's There Was Still Love by Fable Parrot. This is an Australian book, and I actually narrated the audiobook for this novel. I loved the experience. It was just so wonderful to connect with a book in that way. So if you want to hear me read out this book, um, then you can find it online. (laughs) I do really love this book and I highly recommend it. I don't really want to tell you the premise because it's very intricate and delicate and it's such a short book. I I don't really want to spoil it, but it's just, I can tell you what it's about. It's about family ties, homesickness, um, It's about storytelling, intergenerational love and sisters and family. And it's set both in Prague and in Melbourne in the 80s. And if you want to hear me read it, then um, (laughs) I'll leave a link in the show notes to where you can rent or purchase the audiobook. Next up, I want to recommend a book that everyone in the book community knows and loves and that is Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. And I wanted to include this on this list because it's actually, it's a book about escapism. Um, So if you don't know what it's about, it's about this girl called Kath and she is going to college with her twin sister, Ren. And they are both huge fans of this book and movie series called Simon Snow. And though it's never mentioned in the book, Simon Snow is obviously a version of Harry Potter. Um, And Kath is the author of a very successful fan fiction about Simon Snow. But when they go to college, Ren wants to distance herself from the fandom and wants to kind of branch out on her own. And then Kath finds herself struggling with her identity and who she wants to be in college. Um, I really liked this when I read it. It was just fun and fluffy and there was romance and there was a lot of commentary on fan culture as well and I think it would be really interesting to read at this time because it's an escapist book about escapism. Another book that I want to recommend that I feel like everyone knows about or has read at some point is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I think this one paints such a vivid portrait of um, 1950s, 1960s Hollywood. So it's also great escapist fiction. Um, It's about a fictional Hollywood film star icon called Evelyn Hugo, and she rose to fame in the late 40s, early 50s, and it's just about her life and her seven husbands. And I read this book, I think, in 
a day, maybe two days. It's one that you can just fly through and it hooks you in and you just go on this adventure and you are just completely immersed in the world of uh, 1950s Hollywood, which I loved. Another novel of Taylor Jenkins Reid that many people loved uh, last year was Daisy Jones and the Six. I read that one... I didn't love it, actually. I I liked it less than The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. But if you're not into 1950s Hollywood, Daisy Jones and the Six is about 1970s rock and roll. And it's set in LA and it's about a band who rises to fame in the 70s. And I like that setting less than Hollywood in the 50s. So I don't know. Pick whichever one is more interesting to you. But I think both of them immerse you in the world that they create. Finally, I want to recommend a book that I loved as a teenager. I mean, I still am a teenager, but you know, when I was a tween, I guess. Um, And that is Anger Songs and Perfect Snogging by Louise Renison. This is also a series. um, So I guess this could go in the childhood nostalgia um, section as well. But if you haven't read it, I do highly recommend it because it's hilarious and brilliant. It's about Georgia Nicholson, a teenager going to high school in England, um, and it's also told in a diary format, so we're reading her diary basically, and we follow her just kind of dealing with best friends and boys and false eyelashes and first kisses, and it's just funny and cute. I have an omnibus edition, so it's got the first four books in one big volume. So I might actually pick them up and reread them, but I think there are something like 10 books in the series. They also made it into a film a while back. It might be on Netflix or something, but it's a really cute film as well if you're interested. Something else I wanted to include in this episode is resources on how to get books remotely. So there are a few ways you can do this. One thing that I think is really important to do right now is to support your favorite independent bookshops. So if you look up your favorite independent bookshop, most likely they will be shipping books out to people right now. So um, if you want to support your indie bookstores, that is a great way to do it. There are also some great online secondhand bookshops. Two that I use are World of Books and Thrift Books. And the reason I use these over Amazon or Book Depository or Book Outlet is that these two websites are secondhand books. So they are used, they might be a little beaten up, but they're often cheaper. Also, you know, it's helping the environment, it's giving a book a new home. So that's why I use World of Books and Thrift Books. In terms of getting books for free, there are so many ways to do that. Um, I love the library, but unfortunately, my local library has shut down. The great thing is that libraries now have a huge extensive online catalogue. I am currently a member of two libraries. I'm a member of a library in Australia and a member of a library in America. And both of those libraries use different apps so that you can access their online catalog. At the moment, my Australian library uses BorrowBox and Cloud Library. And I've just connected my library card to these apps and then it shows me what's available at my library. And my American library that I'm a part of uses Libby. And that is also just an app that you download and you connect to your library card and it shows you what's available at your library. 
If you are not already part of a library, look up your local library. No matter if they're shut down or not, their website will still be up and running. And most likely you will be able to get an online library card. And that means that you won't have a physical card because obviously you won't go in and get the physical card, but you will be able to access their online resources. If you're not sure which apps to use in tandem with your library, go onto their website and look through their catalog um, and it will tell you if something is available as an ebook or an audiobook and most likely it will tell you how you can access that, what apps that you can use in tandem with your library card. It might take a bit of researching and a bit of fiddling around to figure out uh, how it all works, but trust me, it is so worth it. I am able to access hundreds of titles for free from my bedroom without leaving here. So I do highly, highly recommend that. Also, if you can't get access to a library or use those apps, there are other apps where you can access audiobooks and ebooks. A huge one that everyone knows about that everyone uses is Audible. You can get a 30-day free trial. Um, just sign up with your email. I think also maybe they are making it free for 30 days just for anyone um, in light of the circumstances. I know that Scribd, which is another one that I use, has definitely done that. So Scribd is very similar to Audible, except you get both ebooks and audiobooks. I have a 30-day free trial on Scribd, but I just saw an announcement they made saying that their service is free for the next 30 days for anyone. You don't have to attach a credit card. You don't have to sign up. It is just completely free in light of the circumstances. So take advantage of that resource while you can. Another way to access ebooks for free is that many authors have made their books free to borrow on Amazon slash Kindle. I'm not sure which authors exactly. I have just seen some screenshots floating around of different books that are available for free on Kindle. So if you have Amazon slash Kindle, then um, have a look at what books are free or highly discounted at this time. Finally, for those of you who don't want to read calming books in this time and who actually want to lean into this kind of hysteria and anxiousness, I will also leave a link to a video in the show notes um, from one of my favorite YouTubers. And it's a recommendations video all about books, about pandemics and apocalyptic fiction and all of that jazz. So if you're interested, that will be in the show notes. But that's it for my recommendations. I hope that you find something in there that you would like to read that makes you feel happy and content and not stressed. Uh, if you have any recommendations, then don't hesitate to DM the community library on Instagram or tweet me at Angauri Rice and I will retweet you or post your recommendations on my story or whatever. Yeah, this is a very stressful time and I think it's important that we all support each other because for a lot of people, self-isolation is really hard and really lonely and um, I think it's important to connect with storytelling at this time. Um, you know, if you're self-isolating by yourself and not with other people, then it's important to stay connected to the world through stories. And one of the ways to do that is through books. So I hope that you are all out there staying safe, washing your hands, self-isolating and also reading. 
Thank you very much for listening. The podcast will be continuing business as usual with uploads every Sunday. And I'm also not going to make all of the episodes pandemic themed or related. I think it's important to talk about things other than the news right now. So you can look forward to some more calming and hopefully interesting book related content. If you enjoyed this, you can subscribe on iTunes so that you never miss an episode. You can also rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. You can follow the community library on Instagram at the underscore community underscore library. And you can also use the hashtag the community library on Instagram and Twitter. I also run a blog, which is angowrieslibrary.wordpress.com. And there you will find full transcriptions of the episodes and also extra resources and notes on the episodes. The podcast artwork is designed by Ashley Ronning. You can look at more of her work at ashleyronning.com or you can go to helio-press.com. That's dash the symbol. Once again, thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Bye.